Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar and the question has come up recently in the Womb Centered Healing Temple and I have this question for myself uh, about our approach to womb wellness. And there are and the distinction between an approach that sees issues with the womb as something wrong with the womb, sees menstrual irregularities as a sign of wrongness in the womb, versus the same issues, the same menstrual irregularities being a sign of what is right with the womb, what is wise in the womb, and the womb's intrinsic abilities to inform us and educate us and guide us how to take better care of ourselves and how to have um, better overall health in general. So, as you can see, the the baseline of this discussion is the same, and it's just simply how we're looking at it that change changes things for us drastically. So uh, an example that has come up for discussion on numerous occasions between myself and my clients, especially during the um, womb wellness assessments that I've been doing for for a womb-centered healing temple members is that as we're looking at uh, menstrual cycle analysis, for example, there is a tendency to have this idea that a certain type of menstrual cycle is the perfect cycle or the perfect period. And in fact, some practitioners actually use those terms and that any variance from that indicates something wrong with the womb. And that can set up that whole idea or ideology can, can, um, enforce or fortify the these ideas that have been passed down that there's something wrong with us in our wombs and for having a womb and it's very easy to have that perspective fortify those ideas and those feelings within us and self-judgment and self-criticism and and um, feelings of wrongness about our wombs. And so the shift in perspective that I want to encourage, because just deciding that, oh, everything, any way that, that the womb is functioning, any menstrual cycle is fine, is normal. That's the sort of the where people went to get away from the that whole way of looking at things that that something's wrong with the womb so, so instead saying oh all of that is normal any length of cycle is normal for that woman for that person any symptoms are normal 
menstrual cramps are normal, you know, pain during the cycle is normal. Um, all of that is normal and fine and, and there's nothing wrong with the womb. Well, part of that is true. There is nothing wrong with the womb. However, the womb is a vital sign. It does give us information about our overall health. And because of the whole wrongness culture we, and suppression of, you know, this, this whole, oh, that's all normal is another side of that same suppression going from wrongness to everything's normal and everything's fine. Um, that's the same side. One is denial and the other one is, is vilification and making the womb wrong or bad. And so how do we find our place in the middle? And so for me, what is becoming the, the strong voice of wisdom in all of this is that the womb in all of the variations of menstruality and fertility and all of that is a sign, is a wise voice, it's a vital sign about our overall health. And what we know about the body is that we have a system of health and well-being that when at its optimum, Create, uh, supports fertility and that fertility in the womb looks a certain way. There's um, a way that the fertile womb cycles every month and that there, there are signs of health or ill health within that cycle. And we're remembering this after, you know, all these thousands and thousands of years of suppression and um, <clears throat> ideas about the womb being wrong and the source of sin and all of this. And so as we reclaim the wisdom of the womb, and see that actually it's not true that we have to suffer miserably as women to be fertile and have babies, that there's actually a healthy, um, not necessarily painful way that we can be with our fertility, that we can navigate a pathway to reclaiming that that might be fraught with moments when when that those ideas that habit of seeing that something wrong with us or something wrong with the womb comes up and we get to reestablish and reassert for ourselves that that actually this pain that i'm having is not necessarily something wrong with the womb. In fact, it's something right with the womb that the womb's, my womb's wisdom 
has a wise message to tell me about my overall health. And that might be a lifelong journey, relearning that language and learning to listen to that wisdom. And there's nothing wrong with us as women in that, as menstruating women. Actually, the, you know, what's, what's not really working is the way that society still is. And it makes perfect sense that our wombs, the focus of so much strife and argument and suppression and all of this, would feel the pain of all that that's going on. Whether it's our own, you know, even if we, an individual woman like myself or you listener might find a way of doing everything possible in my life or your life to support optimum womb health the truth remains that thousands and millions of women still on this planet suffer egregious suppression and abuse by the societal structures that are here and have not reached that degree of optimal womb health and wellness in their lives, in their lifestyle. So as long as one woman is being oppressed, I'm not sure that it's possible for any of us to be fully in our optimum womb health because we're not separate. We're deeply connected with each other. And some of us are more sensitive to this collective reality than others. I know that my healing path has been one of um, setting up my life to meet my sensitivity so that there's a delicate dance between, you know, where I can be in relation to, so I have to live out in the country, for example, in a very rural area, because having too many people with all of the various degrees of suffering and pain that everyone has, if I have too much of that around me, my energies start to shut down, my systems start to shut down. And so because of that sensitivity level, I need to remove myself to a more rural area with less population density and live my life from that place so that I can nourish my systems to optimum well-being to the best of my ability. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have my systems that do shut down from time to time. My, my womb tells me, you know, I just need lots and lots of rest just being in this world. And so finding my, navigating my relationship with my womb well-being, my optimum health is going to be a very different pathway than someone else with a different degree of sensitivity who could live in a more populated area and have optimum health and lots of energy and all of that. And so just recognizing that each of our individual soul and and womb and body and genetics are going to require 
you know, ancestral lineage is going to require a unique scenario for optimum health. And that our wombs, far from being something wrong with our wombs when, when we continue to have messages of imbalance about our overall health from the womb, there's nothing wrong with our wombs. It's simply that our wombs are continuing to give us the message that we're still looking for that balance of, of our well-being. And we can continue to listen to that message. So I encourage you to listen to the message and really take that in as the womb is, if, if we're having painful or um, difficult womb symptoms, for example, um, one for me of short cycles is one that I have struggled with this ideology to a certain degree because in one perspective, a short cycle is a sign of uterine fatigue. Well, as I've looked into that in more and more detail, that it is a sign of uterine fatigue if the shortness of the cycle is happening after ovulation. And as I've gone through this cycle and, and looked at it and listened to it more and more, for me, that's not where the fatigue is coming in. My, that after ovulation, I have a good two weeks before I menstruate every month. The months when it's short is the months when I have a shorter ovulation phase, pre-ovulation or follicular phase where after I finish bleeding, I ovulate on, say, day 10 or sooner. So that, I'm still listening to that. Does that mean my ovaries are tired and are not um, fully developing an egg before they ovulate? Or does that mean my ovaries are ready to go and make that egg happen in a much shorter period of time than happens for typically? And my sense of it, given all of the aspects of my life and where I tend to feel fatigued and irritable and undernourished, which is during that follicular phase after after that's where I, I don't have premenstrual irritability i have postmenstrual irritability and that's where i feel depleted and so my sense of it is perhaps that i'm not getting all the nourishment that i need at that time and so that's where i focus my steaming protocols and my herbal nourishment and my you know nutritional intake and and that's where I'm looking to develop that to fully nourish myself during that phase of my cycle taking that as a sign to look at my whole life and if I extend that into my creative process for example I 
tend to get a big vision about something. Let's say that's at the beginning of the cycle where you have a vision of that egg that's going to produce something and be fertilized and be born. But as soon as I get that vision, I want it to hurry up and happen right now. And taking those day-to-day -day steps of laying the foundation and um, taking, you know, listening to what preparation would need to take place in order for that vision to come into fruition and setting up everything to be in place, I get real impatient with that process. I want it to just be happening now. I want to shoot my arrow and be beamed over somehow to where the arrow is landing at the goal. And that's a tendency in me. So that that is very much um, seems to be related and a message from my womb in this shortened follicular phase of you know, releasing the ovary before perhaps it's 100, releasing the egg from the ovary before perhaps it's fully ready. And so this process of nourishing myself during that phase of my womb cycle is a powerful practice to me, uh, for me, of doing just that, laying the foundations, setting up the structures, nourishing the early development process of whatever vision or creative project I have, and setting it up so that when it is time for that egg to be released and potentially fertilized, that it would develop fully, it would be fully developed, fully nourished, and fully ready to be fertilized and gestated and born carried to full term. And so in this this is a way uh, this way of listening to the womb messages and nourishing the womb fully and what it's and what were what the message is is powerful alchemy for our whole life and the fertility of our whole life whether we're trying to have a baby or um, creating something, creating a successful business, creating a, an uh, artistic piece of work, writing a book, whatever it might be, to fully nourish all aspects of that creative cycle. And letting our wombs let us know where in, in these um, places of concern you know I also have menstrual symptoms like blood clots and cramps and things like that so I take I ingest a lot of herbs and do other processes to help that letting go process to be more easeful and that's when I need a lot of rest a lot of nourishment so that I'm not already depleted as soon as the menstruation is over, you know, right? So that, that all parts of the womb cycle are needing to be nourished optimally. And we're just relearning how to do that. So I just wanted to put this podcast out there to 
encourage women who are exploring womb-centered healing to examine, to inquire, how are you looking at your womb symptoms? Are you looking at it as something wrong with your womb, something disappointing or a failure about you? Or are you looking at them, these whatever symptoms, whether it's infertility or endometriosis or fibroids or whatever it is, as a message from your womb about whole aspects of your life that are asking for your attention, for more nourishment, for care, for healing, perhaps. And, and if you can receive that as, um, as constructive feedback instead of criticism, so a sign of something that's well and whole and asking for more wholeness to be tended. You know, so, so it's a similar to the shift in you know, a lot of people who have had um, chronic illness throughout their life think of themselves as weak or that they have a weak immune system, people that get sick frequently or have sensitive digestion like myself. And part of my healing process in that, I mean, I had sensitive digestion from the age of one and a half. At one years old, I, was, I had diarrhea for a whole month. And my parents at that time, not understanding health, uh, not understanding about gut flora or nutrition were feeding me uh, Kool-Aid to keep me hydrated, <laughs> which has got tons of sugar and uh, artificial coloring because that's what they could get me to drink enough of to keep me hydrated. And that just exacerbated this um, imbalance in my digestion. And they eventually found out more information, you know, information about how to help my digestion. But they didn't have access to the information that now I have as an adult. And so as an adult, my digestion was still very, very sensitive and very volatile. And I had to learn how to take care of that. Now I could look at myself as being weak or um, something wrong with me, but what I've come to realize is that actually my sensitive digestion is a great strength because it has made me have a healthier diet than most people that can get away with eating the, you know, the unhealthy diet that is the norm these days. And so my overall health in the long run is stronger because my digestion was sensitive and rejected things and required attention. And so that's the same with our womb health. 
those of us whose wombs will not give up with giving us this message about our system, about our culture, about our society, about our collective relationship to the feminine, about our individual relationship to the feminine. Our wombs are the strong ones with the loud voices speaking up for these changes that we all need to make collectively. So I just want to impart that to you if you are sometimes having the feeling that what's wrong, what's wrong with me, what's wrong with my womb, you know, why can't I conceive? Why can't I just have a normal, healthy cycle that doesn't disrupt my day-to-day -day life? And instead shift to thank you, womb, for disrupting this, these ideas, this what life is supposed to look like. And saying, actually, let's take another look at this because great change is needed for our overall health as a species. And our wombs, especially our sensitive wombs that are saying, no, this lifestyle, this way that you were raised to live is not working. It's causing a tremendous amount of pain and it needs to be addressed. And so I want to thank everyone's womb who has a sensitive womb that has disrupted that life plan that, and those, those desires and said, actually, we can't do that until something else changes. Inviting us to look at what needs to change in, in order for those dreams to come to fruition. And so I want to celebrate those sensitive wounds that keep giving that message that something else needs to change, something else needs to be nourished. These revolutionary wounds that won't settle for less than optimum well-being for us, won't settle for our lives being less than that. So I celebrate all of us whose wombs keep giving us these, the message over and over again that change is needed. So thank you so much for listening. If you would like to join in on the conversation around these topics, I invite you to join us in the Womb-Centered Healing Temple Facebook group. There, if you're not on Facebook, um, we also have a Mighty Networks group. So you can go to Mighty Networks and do a search for Womb Centered Healing Temple, and you will find us there. And Mighty Networks is, is a wonderful alternative to uh, social media like Facebook, Instagram, all of that, which many people are veering away from as it epitomizes some of the aspects of our society that we're, that we're longing for a change to. So um, Mighty Networks doesn't have some of the censorship and privacy and um, advertising um, and, and business 
issues, business oriented issues that that we find and run into on Facebook. So join us in either place. And, um, and I look forward to seeing you there. So thank you so much. Until next time.